I thought I was going to be low-tech with paper and no PowerPoint, and then I got hooked up with this thing. <laughs> and I'm not quite sure what to do with it, but I just have to say before I start, when I came to that, that strawberry fair, it really was to check out to see if they were weird before I came to meet with them. <clears throat> and I thought they were okay, but since then I have found out otherwise. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's been really interesting in preparing to share with you today because I had a lot of things planned to tell you about what God has had me do in China and what I've been doing there, but yesterday he changed those things. So I'm going to just share some stories about what God has been showing me and some scripture about what he's been showing me. Um, and the first one is about the first year I was in China. I was meeting over lunch with... Um, my previous Chinese language teacher. We were sitting in a small cafe, um, cafe meaning Chinese cafe, in the short seats with our rice bowls in front of us. And I had met, I'd asked her to meet with me to discuss about taking private lessons with her. And it was all going great. She said she was willing to do it. We were going to, we had, were setting up a time to meet. And then we started talking about the fee. And she quoted a, what she wanted me to pay per lesson. And it was way more than I anticipated it would be. It was way more than other people had told me private lessons were. And then I was like, oh, what do I do now? Because I was like trying to figure out, okay, in this culture, what do I do? I need to honor her because she's my teacher. And how do I say, how do I negotiate? So I, I, taught, I said, well, what about this fee? And she was like, nope, this fee. Okay, so I just left. We just parted ways, and we had already set up a time to meet So, in about a week. So over that next week, I was, like, stressed. I said, God, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to handle this. What, what do you want me to do? I, I don't think you want me to pay this amount, but what, what do I do? So I started getting counsel from different people. I called people, and I said, what do you, what do you think I should do? And basically, I was told, yes, that's way too much money. And, you know, if you pay too, that much money, you're going to, changed the whole market for Chinese language <laughs> lessons in the entire city. No pressure. So I, continue, I, I continued to pray, but I continued to stress. And I would try and leave it with God, but I continued to stress about what to do. So I finally decided, okay, I'm gonna, I just need to cancel our first lesson that we've already set up. So I get my phone out and I type this entire text in English, mind you, because I was still learning. And I, I realized I had misspelled one word, so I go back to delete that one word, and I hold my phone up, and the entire text by itself is deleting in front of my eyes. Never happened before, and never happened since. I said, well, God, I guess you don't want me to send that text. So she arrived the day we had scheduled the lesson, and I'm still, I was just saying, Lord, prepare her heart for what I'm going to say, and figure, help me to figure out how to say this well. She walked in the door. I started to say something, and she said, I've been thinking since we met last that I would like for us to exchange lessons. I'll teach you Chinese, and you teach me English, and there won't be any fee. I was just like, wow, God, that whole week of stress for nothing. Because he had been handling it, and he was working in the unseen realm. I heard you guys have been, Jeff has been telling me that you guys know about the unseen realm. Above the line is where God's working and where we want to live. And that's, God has been teaching me a lot about that. And he's still teaching me a lot about that. But during that time, I was not 
thinking in that way. I was not trusting that he was working in the unseen realm. But you all know we have a God who does work in the unseen realm, and he wants us to partner with him, and he wants us to trust that he's working there and trust in what he's doing. In 2 Corinthians 4.18, it says, We fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. And that's what he's really been challenging with me with over the past few years, to have eyes open to see in the unseen and what he's doing. Long before I left for China, um, he gave me the verse Jeremiah 33.3 that says, Call to me and I will answer you and tell you great and mighty things which you don't know. And in the Amplified Version, the great and mighty things says, Things which have been confined and hidden. Those unseen things, when we call to him, he opens our eyes to be able to see them. And Jesus is our greatest example of this. He says in John 5:19, I tell you the truth, the son can do nothing by himself. He does only what he sees the father doing. What the father does, the son does. And over and over in the gospels, we see how he knew what the father was doing. He got alone with him and he communed with him. He went it talks over and over how Jesus went to the wilderness. Jesus went up on the mountain to pray and spend time with the father and see what he's doing. Elijah is one of those that saw in the unseen realm. In 2 Kings 6, it talks about one of those times. I'm going to read this passage from, from 2 Kings 6, and it's kind of long, but I think it just is important for us to see what, what we can expect from God. It says, Now the king of Aram was at war with Israel, and after conferring with his officers, he said, I will set up my camp in such and such a place. And then Elisha, the man of God, would send word to the king of Israel and say, but we're passing this place because the Arameans are going down that way. So the king of Israel would check on the place indicated by the man of God. And time and time again, Elisha would warn the king so that he was on guard in those places. This enraged the king of Aram. He summons his officers and demanded of them, tell me, which of us is on the side of the king of Israel? None of us, my lord, the king, said one of the officers. But Elisha the prophet, who is in Israel, tells the king of Israel the very words you speak in your bedroom. God was opening his ears and opening his eyes to see what was happening in the camp of the enemy and warning him ahead of time what was going on. Because he was, in, he was listening. He was in tune to what God was saying. So then the king said, go out and find where he is so I can send men and capture him. So the report came back where he was. He sent horses and chariots and a strong force. And by night, they surrounded the entire city. When the servant of the man of God got up and went out early in the morning, an army with horses and chariots had surrounded the city. Oh, no, my Lord, what shall we do? The servant asked. Don't be afraid, the prophet Elisha said. Those who are with us are more than those who are with them. And Elijah prayed, open his eyes, Lord, so that he may see. Then the Lord opened the servant's eyes, and he looked and saw the hills full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. God wants us to be like Elisha, to have eyes open to see what he's doing in the unseen realm. And his servant couldn't see. 
his servant just saw the real, the reality of the scene realm, those horses and chariots that were surrounding them and encamping around them. But God had things there that he couldn't see until Elijah prayed, open his eyes. And that's what God wants to do with all of us. He wants to open our eyes to see more and more and more about what he's doing in the unseen realm. Another person that saw an unseen realm was, Nebuch um, was Daniel. Nebuchadnezzar had a dream, and he, he called his, all his seers and um, wise men to him and said, tell me the dream and tell me the interpretation. And of course, no one could do it. And he said, okay, I'm going to destroy all the wise men. And then when Daniel heard of it, he just, he asked for time. And then he went to his friends and he went to God. And he, at, he said, let's ask God to give us the secret, to tell us what this dream is and what it means. And in verse 19 of chapter 2, it says, that night the secret was revealed to Daniel in a vision. Then Daniel praised the God of heaven. And he says, praise God, he reveals deep and mysterious things. When, when I first arrived in China, I started having dreams, amazingly, of people in the, here in the U.S. And they were people that I knew, but often they were people that I had not talked to in years. Some of them were from my childhood. And it took me a few weeks, I, I, I'm sorry to say, but then I finally realized, oh, God wants me to pray for these people. So every, whenever, and it would, sometimes it would happen several times a week. I would wake up. Remembering a dream I had with somebody from here, from that I knew, and so I would spend the whole next day praying for them, off and on during the day, and then then I started sending emails to some of those people and saying, "God had you on my heart today. I was, um, and I've been praying for you." And it was just amazing how many times I got emails back saying, "You wouldn't believe what was going on in my life that day." And I had one friend who emailed me back and said, I was having surgery the day that you prayed for me, and I know God had you pray for me. And I don't know why God, and he still gives me dreams about people from here. And it's interesting to me how he would have somebody on the other side of the world pray for somebody on this side of the world. But I think for me, it helps me, it just reminds me God, you are so intimately acquainted with our lives that you would let me be a part of what you're doing in somebody's life on this side of the world, even when you've called me to minister to people on that side of the world. A lot of us here, I know many, many of you, most of you hear from God. Hear that still small voice, you hear him in dreams, you see images that God's showing you. But the other thing that God's been really challenging me about is to expect him to speak and, and communicate and see in ways that maybe I haven't experienced before. Um, we've all heard about in Daniel 5 where the drunken king sees God's hand writing on the wall. Now, I don't know any other time that that's happened that we know of, but it was clear it was God. And, and Elisha that we just read about when the axe head fell in the water, he cut a stick and put it in the water and the axe floated. Now, how did he know to do that? He had to be connected with God to know in that moment what God was saying to do. So God's just been saying to me, just expect the unexpected. 
believe for more, believe for the unique and new and different and receive it because he has given all of us discernment to know, discernment to see in the unseen. And I think he's saying today, open your eyes to see, to see more of what he's doing in the unseen realm. One of those unexpected ways that God spoke to me when I was in China was, was through a Chinese word that I didn't even know. I woke up one morning and the word jian shi was on my mind. Now I knew that was a Chinese word, but I had no idea what that meant. And I thought, oh, that's probably just one of the words that I've learned that I've now forgotten, which there are a lot of those. So that would not have been unusual. So I thought, well, let me go to my dictionary on my phone and look up jian shi and see what that means. So I looked it up and it meant a probationary period or a period of training. And I'm like, no, this is not one of those words I forgot. I don't know this word. Where did this come from? But when I read that definition about a probationary period, I was reminded that just the week before, my language helper had told me about a job that she had applied for that had a probationary period. And when I read that, I thought, God wants her to have that job. So the next time we met together that week, I told her the story. And she just kind of looked really strange. She said, you don't know that word. I said, I know I don't know that word because she knew how little Chinese I knew. And she, she didn't say much, but I said, I just think God wanted you to know. And I didn't say he has that job for you, but I said, I think he's speaking to you about this job. And he wants you to know that he sees it and he's... He has something to say to you about it. So two days after that, I get this text from her saying, I got the job, GNC. <laughs> and she was so excited. There was all these exclamation points after. When we met again, she explained a little more. That when, she, when I was telling her about it, she said, I knew you didn't know that word, so I knew it had to be from God, but it didn't make any sense because it had been two weeks since I applied for the job. And I knew they had said they would call within a few days. So I was certain I hadn't gotten the job. So it just didn't make sense. She said, but when they called and offered me the job, I knew it was from God and that he was saying to take that job. So we, we need to expect the unexpected and pay attention to what God may be showing us that we're not expecting to happen. Because I believe one of the things that that did was it increased my faith, but it also increased her faith to know that God can speak to us in unexpected ways. Jesus is really an amazing example. He's our best example for seeing in the unseen. And one of those times was when he was at the tomb of Lazarus. And he says um, to them, roll away the stone in John 11. And Martha is seeing in the seen and not the unseen. And she said, God, Lord, he has been dead for four days. He's going to smell terrible. <laughs> so she was looking at the facts of what, what was going on and what was happening. But then in verse 41, it says, Jesus looked up to heaven. And then he thanked the Father and he called Lazarus out. He called him to raise up from the dead. He was, he, but he, first he looked up to heaven. And I think he already knew what the Father was doing, but he wanted them to see that's where to look when something happens, and to see what God is saying to do. I faced the situation this past August, this August of this past year, when God was saying something was happening in the unseen that was very different from what I was seeing in the natural. I was hearing God say, you have a green light. I was sensing that in my spirit, 
during this one week, and then I go to, to our international fellowship that Sunday, and the speaker says, you have a green light. And I knew God had been saying what that meant was, you have a green light to move to Z-City. You see, I'd been in language study for about two and a half years, and, but I was waiting to be able to move to the city where God had called me. And a lot of things had to happen before I could move there. But God was saying, you have a green light to move in September. And this was August. And he, even though he was saying, you're going to move within a month, the facts were very different. The facts were that the non-governmental organization that I would work with up there at the rehab center for children with cerebral palsy still had not gotten their approval to continue their work. And they had been working on that for over eight months. And the government had still not said, yes, you can continue what you're doing. They first had to get that approval. Then they had to apply for my work visa before I could move up there. And I had to get all my documents from the U.S. authenticated from about 15 places, Donna, each. About that, maybe three. But we were waiting for all of those processes to happen. And um, my student visa ran out the end of August. And I knew I would need to get an extension, but the question was, how long of an extension do I need to get? Um, I, so I got some counsel, which is a good thing to do, by the way. Um, but you got to go to God first. So I went to my, the person that oversees my language there, and he said, oh, you need to get a student ex visa extension for at least two months, probably six months, because it's already been eight months. The NGO has not gotten their approval from the government. You, there's no telling how long that's going to take. I talked to the person at my language school, and at first she said, oh, yeah, we, you can get a one-month extension. But then... A couple of days later, when I sat down with her to write out the check and make the decision, she, she looked at me and she said, I've talked to my boss. And he says, you really should not do it for just one month. Because it's very unlikely all those things are going to happen in a month. And if your student visa expires after that month, they're probably not going to extend it again. So you're going to have to leave the country. And I sat there across from her at the table and... I had been talking to her and telling her she was a believe, local believer, and I'd been telling her what God had said about having a green light. And I looked across at her and I said, Yvonne, I think God has said I have a green light to go in a month. And for some reason in my spirit, I felt like God was saying, do it for a month. And so I told her, I said, I'm going to do an extension for a month. And she said, okay. <laughs> so I waited. I waited to see what God would do. And during that time, he took me to, um, to Daniel 3. He sent me in Daniel a lot lately. Um, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were about to be thrown into the fiery furnace. And Nebuchadnezzar says, if you'll fall down and worship, then I won't throw you in. And they said, we have no need to answer you. Our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the fiery furnace. So that's what they said first. Our God is able. Then they said, and he will deliver us from your hand. But then they said one more thing. But if not, let it be known that we will worship him. We will not worship the golden image. And God just had me meditate on that 
first, what we always say first is God can do it. God is able. And that we place our faith in that he will. When he's told us something, we go on what he says, that he will do it. But if he doesn't, I could have misunderstood. (laughs) If he doesn't, I'm still going to trust him. I'm still going to worship him. You see, my personality is to play it safe. Um, and my natural inclinations would have been to do a two, at least a two-month extension because what's, what's the harm in having a little bit of, of leeway? But for some reason, for in that time, God was saying, you, it's important that you act on what I've said. In Job twenty-two twenty-eight, it says, you will declare a thing and it will be established for you. And sometimes when God lets us see things in the unseen realm and says things to us, we need to declare it. We need to speak it out and and proclaim to other people, this is what I believe God's saying. And sometimes he says you need to act on what he was saying. And that was what the, the next little step he had for me in learning about seeing in the unseen is sometimes you need to act on what he said. And... I don't know why. I'm not sure all the reasons why God had me do that. And, but I wonder sometimes, um, in Matthew 16, 19, it talks about whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. And I believe sometimes he says, you need to act on what I've said to release what I've said to you and to release it from heaven, release it from the unseen. Um, So I could go on and tell you a lot of things that happened in that one-month period. But within a month, I walked away with my my work visa in my hand. And when I came back and told my Chinese teacher that I had gotten the work visa, she was literally jumping up and down in the class and hugging me and hugging me and jumping around some more. And so I think part of it was for her to see God is faithful God is faithful when he talks to us, and he, he completes what he starts. I don't know all the things that he did in the unseen realm during that month, but I really believe that he was asking me to, for that time to act on what he had said so that he could release those things to happen. I'm trying to decide what else God wants me to share because my time is up. <laughs> So I think the best thing to do is to pray. Let's pray. God, it's amazing to me that you let us see what you're doing in the unseen realm when you don't have to. You can just say to us, just trust me, even if you can't see and even if I'm not telling you anything. And sometimes you do that. But sometimes you give, let us see. You open our eyes to see. God, I thank you for that. And Father, just like Elisha prayed, open his eyes. God, I just ask that you would open all of our eyes more and more to see what you're doing. Open our eyes to hear you and see you in new ways, in ways that we don't expect. Give us an expectation of that, an expectation that every day as we're connected with you and communing with you, that you're going to open our eyes to see 
into realms that we can't see in the natural, but that you give us eyes to see. And Father, for each of us, we just ask for more. We just ask for more ability to see what you're doing. And Father, give us strength and faith to act on what we see and to not dismiss it and to not think that was weird, but to think that was weird and then go, that was God. Father, I thank you. I thank you that for all of us, you let us see those things. And again, I just ask for more of that for us. In Jesus' name, amen.